Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. Gravity Beer Productions, in association with the Podfix Network, is proud to bring you Armchair Radio, an interactive sports and pop culture podcast. Each episode, we analyze past and upcoming matchups, discuss the latest headlines from the world of sports, and give you the fantasy tips you need to win your league. But that's not all. We want you involved. Join us as we pick games each week. Submit your picks and see who comes out on top at the end of the season. Or call the Armchair Radio Hotline and let us know what's on your sports brain. Follow us on Twitter at Team Armchair. Call the hotline at 405-785-0355. And subscribe anywhere fine podcasts are sold. It's Armchair Radio from Gravity Beard, the absolute best source for sports news, game analysis, fantasy tips, and more. Knight Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man that does not exist. Question, Greg. What? Because Michael never wore pants to begin with, and he n- hasn't been wearing pants at all this because, whole show. Because the dry cleaner lost them. Oh, because they overstarched his pants, and they had to get rid of them, and they're too scared to tell him that they lost his pants. <laughs> because Michael only has one pair of pants, Greg, as we have learned. That's right, and they're very and he very tight. Very tight indeed. Michael likes wearing tight pants. Although, you know what, though? I don't actually think if Michael had to choose between wearing the tight pants or wearing assless chaps. Michael wears tight pants. I think Michael would wear the assless chaps. In the tight pants for you. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to the Night Rider Years. It's a podcast by two friends who share a love of classic 80s television. I'm your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Greg Klein. And Greg just made a weird face because he picked up a Cupid doll. That is one dirty little... Do you know how old that Cupid doll is? <laughs> uh, it feels old. So we've been cleaning out our basement for the last couple days, and we made a huge dumpster pile, and Kristen found a box. And in this box was some like childhood keepsakes. And one of the keepsakes, which you'll see up on Instagram at some point in the next couple of days, is a Cupid doll. Um, I don't really know how to describe what a Cupid doll is, Greg. Do you, how would you how would you describe like what is a Cupid doll? So remember in Austin Powers, the uh, what was the name of that the spaceship? The, the, the Bob's big, big Boy. The Big Boy. Yeah, kind of looks like the Big Boy, same kind of proportions. Okay. Only it's completely naked, its back is flat, and it's like a little deflated infant. I just noticed that it's had the back of his head was flat. And it's got a butt. Yeah, I believe there were clothes at one point, but my this is this belongs to Kristen, so she'll be she'll be thirty six this week, so that's probably thirty years old. It is the weirdest looking 
yeah, Greg's taking a selfie of himself with the Cupid doll, and we will put that up on Instagram for all to enjoy. Uh, Greg, while you're taking that picture, I-, I need to ask, how's your week? My week's leaps and bounds over last uh, week. God, I know. <laughs> and and it's sunny out now, and it's it's the snow's pretty much gone. Though we had a bit of a storm this morning. Weird. Like they were like, I love how the weather report said, "Oh, be aware of snow," but the high is going to be fifty-seven. Okay, so it can't be snow <laughs> if the high is fifty-seven. That's true, and it was. It was beautiful this afternoon. I ended up having to go to the hospital with to see a patient uh, for work, and mm-hmm. I did not want to go back to work. It was fifty-five degrees, beautiful, but yeah, the sun the sun was out. But uh, yeah, I don't even know if I would consider it snow because there was zero accumulation. Because it immediately transitioned over to rain, and then it was done. So, are you taking a picture of the Cupid doll's bum with me in the background? And go. <laughs> and there it is. There it is. All right. We'll put those both up on Instagram. So, yes, I agree, Greg. Last week was a dumpster fire, not just for me personally, but for the episode. Oh my God! What? Um, and I think there was, I think there was a, there was a lot, a lot. We'll talk about it as we get into the episode, but. There are a lot of factors that played into last week's disaster. And factors. I, I think we finally are realizing that. Realized. Craig and I were trying to change some stuff up and do some things that we weren't used to, and they failed and crashed and burned miserably. David and I are experimenting with what? Each other. Notes. With each other's notes, right. Yes. yes, that's what we're doing. We're trying to figure out. Well, we, we honestly did try to see if we could. Go noteless. It doesn't work because does I have work. I have short term memory loss. Not really, but like literally sometimes <laughs> feels like I do. And yeah. Greg is more of a he likes to just kind of go off the cuff. So he always used to follow. He always followed my notes as I go along with it. So realizing last week when I stopped taking notes and we stopped after the first act, yeah. realizing we had no idea where the hell the episode right. was going. So uh, I mean, I want to say I, I am apologizing, but I'm not. I I certainly don't. I'm the hashtag. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. You know what they always say in podcast land? What? They can't all be gems. And last week was certainly proof positive that they cannot always be gems. That's very true. Because it certainly wasn't. But it was still a gem in my heart. Oh, Greg, you're so kind. Oh, David, it's all because of your charming face. I think the part of the problem was is that my parents were here and my mother was talking over everything when we were trying to watch the episode. Oh, Greg and Pam. <laughs> my dad, I did find out, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this last week, but I did ask my father, did you watch Knight Rider when it was on the air? And he like got really quiet and then just looked at me and gave me this little subtle nod. And I'm like, <laughs> so you did. <laughs> so that's, you did watch Knight Rider. That's right, son. <laughs> my dad... My dad's a man of few words. He's a wonderful he's a wonderful human being. He built us this beautiful entertainment center, but yeah, he just he kind of gave me that nod. He's like, so he I know he shares in a love for Knight Rider. I'm still gonna try to get him on the show. You know, I was just thinking about that. We had all these grand plans with your father about giving us you know, having him on, on the show, but then only only telling us facts about Egypt. And I so and I asked him again, I was like, Do you want to be on our podcast? And he goes, Yeah, absolutely. If I can talk about Egypt. <laughs> so you guys in the near future may hear an opening of our episode with my father where he talks about nothing but Egypt. 
Uh-huh. And that I think that would be okay. I think it'd be fine. I, I'm kind of okay with that. But I don't think not contemporary Egypt, like ancient Egypt. Oh, no. Right. He wants to talk about how the pyramids were built and if it is indeed the ancient Egyptians or if aliens. Oh, like Stargate? To, I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to talk about present day Egypt. Or, he or, wants, or reality? Talk, really? Yeah. He's like, we're talking like ancient alien type stuff. I'm pretty sure he wants to talk about. If the actual Egyptians built the pyramids. So is he a fan of like the Alien franchise, like Prometheus and Alien vs. Predator? I know he loves the original Alien. I know he loves Aliens. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's actually seen any of the other ones, but he's always been fascinated with Egypt. Because that would be right up his alleyway. We should definitely. Uh, you know, all right, Dad, wa- listen, I know you listen to this show in secret and you're not going to tell anybody. Come back, come back to Maine. And we'll get you in the first 20 minutes of our episode, and then we'll somehow figure out how to get you to talk about Knight Rider. Because <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Didn't you know that Devon is actually an ancient Egyptian deity that has just disguised himself and is, in fact, immortal? Uh, no. No, I didn't know that. In fact, we do learn in this episode that Devon is uh, Devin's a married millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we also get an actual date of the timeline in yes, this episode. Yes, thank you. And I, I wrote it down, so I want to talk about it because we've been talking forever about like how long has this series been taking place in real life, like yeah. in real time. And we got an actual answer, uh-huh. which makes me really happy. Do you want to talk about last week's poll results? Uh, I mean, I want to. I still feel like we really let everybody down last week. Well, I re- at one point I remember you saying when I asked if you wanted to do the new round of who's more likely, you were like, "Oh, oh, good God, yes, anything to get the stink of this episode off." <laughs> and we actually, I had a lot of fun with this one, and you did too, I think, because mm-hmm. the second question I think was the better of the two. Right. Um, so the first question we posed, Greg, was who's more likely to have peaked in high school? Now you had asked, "Are we talking like uh-huh. as an adult, or like did they?" Like, just peak physically, or did they peak sexually? Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to lean more towards the sexual aspect because of who we are mm-hmm. as people. Sure. And I believe you and I both agreed that Michael Knight was indeed the one who peaked in high school, not April. Because I think April is still peaking. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Because we, didn't we go down that whole ro- we We went down a road with April. We sure did. Yeah. We sure did. Did you agree? I agree. Do you still agree that Michael is the one? Yeah, I think I think April is like a fine wine. I think she is too. That will basically disappear um after about a year. She'll go she'll go sour and a little vinegary <laughs> and she'll disappear in a year. Yeah, that'll Isn't be that it. what happens to wine? That it disappears? Does it go vinegary and then disappear? <laughs> that That's exactly how wine works. I, I figured. I've made my own wine before, uh-huh. and it usually just disappears after a year. You mean inactivity. you just forgot your Welch's in the back of the fridge, and yes. you drank it three years later? Uh, it was so wow. good. It was so good. Did I tell you? I told you about the hobo wine I made. Yes, you did. Maybe that's a separate story, but I did make myself some hobo wine. How did it come out? I got so hungover from it. <laughs> Were you completely blitzed? No, I just drank a lot you of it. You just drank a lot of it, felt fine, but then woke up the next day and it was... Well, yeah. And oh. then three days later when the hangover wore off, I told myself I wouldn't do that again. Well, could we make some for our second yep. annual Boys Getaway? Yep. Really? Yep. Okay. That's what's happening this November. So easy. We're going to drink hobo wine. You can buy everything at Walmart. Oh, then even better, because I love Walmart. Uh-huh. Um, did I give out the results yet? No. Nope. <laughs> okay. So... I think in a, in, a, in a stunning turn of events, it's our first time this has ever happened, 100% of our listeners voted for Michael. <laughs> Not one person voted for April. And so because we have one listener, that, that's pretty easy. Right. Uh, so I, I, and I, don't, I don't like to give away how many votes we actually got because 
that's irrelevant. <laughs> so the next question, who is more likely to black out and deny it? Oh. I said Michael or Garth, and we both agreed. Garth. Garth would just be like, what? Huh? Uh, <laughs> no, you I'm, did. I've been here the whole time. You you blacked out, you, you stupid jerk. You put the pineapple in the toilet. <laughs> no, you didn't. You, you left the upper decker. You did that, Michael. You, you f- took the last biscuit at Thanksgiving. You filled your own fish tank with apples. I just, it has to be Garth in his own be. greasy way, waking up in like his own blood and piss. <laughs> wow. Ooh, what kind of night did Garth have? Uh, we don't want to talk about that. But in another stunning upset, Garth won with 100% of the vote. Are you kidding? No. Wow. Garth took 100% of the vote. So our listeners are right online with our, us. Then. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. 100%. We, we love all of you. We do love all of you, guy. So for the guy who listens, I'd like to take you out for a nice cold beer. Why isn't it a gal? Could it be a gal? You know what? That's true because we have Michelle and we have Rita who are both listening. Oh, geez. So Michelle, Rita, Bill, because I, I know you guys are the ones who have kind of talked to us over the last couple of weeks. We're going to take you out for a beer and we're going to enjoy it. Just a classic, you know, just amber beer. <laughs> and I'm coughing. I can't, I can't even. Is it I the heat? Even. Did the heat dry you out, Greg? It might be the heat drying me out in here. Oh, dear. Gregory. All the black mold. D- yeah, well, there's a lot of it up there, so just don't take these drop ceilings down. Mm. You're gonna, well, if we do, we would be covered in droppings. <laughs> droppings. It would just be nothing but droppings. Is that why it's a drop ceiling? It is why it's a drop <laughs> ceiling. <laughs> You're so funny. Mm. Greg, are you ready to talk about this episode that I am 150% prepared for? Mm, let's tear it up. All right, guys, here we go. It is Season 2, Episode 7. Kit the cat. So let me ask you a question. <laughs> okay, ask away. What would you do if Kit had the ability to turn into a literal cat? I would say he's a transformer is in, and is in the wrong TV show. But he barked like a dog. <laughs> yes. He would turn into a cat, <laughs> bark like a dog. Yeah. And uh would he try to turn would he try to transform while Michael was in the driver's well, seat? Well, I think he'd turn he would think he turned into a cat. He would open up his his uh, headlights so they look like ears. Yeah. But then just put like put like a cat face on the monitors in, in the, on the dashboard. Okay. And he would just kind of pretend to purr. Michael, I'm a cat, and that's it. That's all he that's <laughs> he would think he turned into a cat. I think that's perfect. I think that's exactly what Kit would do. Michael, I'm a cat now. Do you think that you know, as Kit's floating in space, yeah, all by himself. Do you think he would pretend to turn into other things? Yes, I do. I today, really do. today I'm a rock. <laughs> Tomorrow today. I will be an orange. The next day I will be a volcano. <laughs> 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 no, guys, this episode is not about cats. This episode is about cat burglars. That's one weird musical. Cats? Yeah. I never liked cats. Not a big fan of cats. Rumple teaser. Do you know when the term cat burglar actually came into effect? Because I, I don't feel like it lasted very... Like, Do you know when it came I, into effect? I don't know when it started, but it's definitely a term that I feel peaked, I don't know, in the 50s or like in the spy novel era or the spy movie era. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. cat burglar. So I just, cat looked up, I just looked up the literal definition of cat burglar, and uh-huh. it is a thief who enters a building by climbing to an upper story. 
Okay. I literally I mean, had no it. idea what is the difference between a burglar and a cat burglar. Well, I think we just figured that out. Like uh, cat burglar, like I think of uh, the Pink Panther. Like uh, yes, like the, Clouseau. Not well, not Clouseau, not him, but, but the actual Pink Panther, Sir Charles Lytton, yes. the notorious Phantom. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, all right, so we open the episode on a cat burglar. Uh-huh. Scaling the side of a fairly large building, he's mm. he's rappelling up the building. That's uh, abseiling. Abseiling is that how you is that we refer to it? Um, abseiling, abseiling. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. fair enough. Um, he gets to a window. He cuts the glass to the window. Slowly breaks in, opens the safe that's in that room, mm-hmm. robs the safe. Namely, because they make a big focus on this necklace mm-hmm. that's sitting in the safe. He takes everything out of the safe and puts it away, except for, which actually comes into play at no point in the episode, he puts some letters back. Yeah, he looks at this. We assume it's a he. This person is. Yes, I'm referring to him as a he until it's otherwise the, noticed. The cat burglar. Yes. Uh, yeah, pulls out a stack of letters, looks at the letters, puts them back, closes the safe, and spins the dial again. And right before he leaves back out the building, he slides a card between the two doors of the cabinet, and on that card says, your generosity is appreciated. And then we cut to Michael and Kit. Michael um, is commenting on how Kit seems very homesick. Oh, Kit. And he's like, oh, I don't, I'm not homesick. I just miss April and Devin. He's like, okay, Michael's Kit, like, okay, that's you're, homesick. You're homesick. Like, you're clearly homesick. Uh-huh. And as they're kind of having this conversation, Michael hears gunshots. <gasps> what was that? Kit confirms gunshots because apparently Michael can't. Doesn't but, like, <laughs> blocks away. There's no way he would have heard gunshots driving no. on a road from blocks away inside the car. No, and one of the things I noticed about this episode is it's 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 a lot of perfect timing. Yeah. So we get our first sense of perfect timing here. So we cut back to the burglar who has gotten down to the base of the building as a security guard has seen the cat burglar. The cat burglar, or the security guard, opens fire on the burglar. Mm-hmm. The burglar runs away from the building at the same time that Michael and Kit have pulled up in front. Mm-hmm. Cat Burglar like kind of rolls over the hood of Kit, takes off into an alley, and in Kit's words, simply vanished. Vanishes. Yes. Vanishes. I want to know more about that security guard, because where were you taught? <laughs> I know. He just runs out and starts blindly shooting. It's like, stop or I'll shoot. It's like, what? Start shooting at Maybe people. Maybe call for backup. I don't yeah. know. You don't know. But he says, I need some light and helps Michael's chase. Anyway, like the, the guy disappears. Michael and Kit are kind of like dumbfounded that the guy disappeared. Yeah. And that's the end of that. That's the end of it because in the next scene, we're back at the foundation. Mm-hmm. Devin's reading the paper. Michael comes in the office with his duffel bag and mm-hmm. he's, saying to Michael, he's saying to Devin, oh, no, no, don't worry. I wasn't expecting any fanfare for my return. It's fine. I wasn't looking for anything specific. <laughs> and Devin goes, Michael, you are away for a week. What yeah, do you and, want? And he's like, and Devin comments on how it was just a vacation. Like, what are you looking for? And that Michael's was like, no, not no, a no. vacation. Yeah. He's like, this was strictly business, and now I want a vacation. And Devin's like, um, no. Um, no, but then Michael's like, okay, what's going on? Yeah, what do we got going on? Basically, he asked Devin, like, I want a nice dinner with you and you and April, right. and I want this and that. And Devin's <laughs> like, uh, nope, 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 nope. I don't know what you were doing. I love how Devin was like, you were on vacation, and Michael says, no, that wasn't a vacation. It was all business. What? Really? It was all bidness. And I, I, bet I don't. It was. I bet he it comes was. in really like just grumpy. It's so funny. I think he's he was such a plan. He's it such up. a grump. Such a baby. So the story. Well, he is a baby. Well, he is an absolute baby. So the story goes that there were a number of robberies over the last few days, mm-hmm. but they have not been reported to the police. Uh huh. Devin hands Michael the card that we saw earlier that says your generosity is appreciated. Now. Devin didn't get this from the f- crime scene we saw. Devin received this years earlier 
when his home was burglarized by the cat burglar. Okay. And, and he just kept it as a keepsake. And it's funny because this is the point where Michael tells him, you know what, Devin? Last night I saw someone dressed like like a cat burglar almost and t- explains the previous scene where this. Right. Which is funny because you would think this is the kind of thing Michael would bring up right off the bat. Yes. But doesn't. No. Nope. At all. This is like, oh, somebody was burglarizing something. Some security guard was shooting a dude that just rolled over the front of my car. But that's just day-to-day life. That's fine. And he's like, I wonder if it was the same guy that robbed you. And I'm like, really? Like, I assume that cat burglars are not very common, but like, it's just a weird assumption yeah. on Michael's part. since Because Devin had mentioned how many years prior but he years, had been yeah. burglarized. And years, I'm just like, years. this is just a weird assumption. Michael's like, oh, I bet. I wonder if it's, it's probably the same person. Yep. And I'm like, okay. No, I, okay. Um, so Devin tells Michael that the cat burglar's name was Raymond Fallon. The one who robbed Devin all those years mm-hmm. earlier. But Michael's, Devin says, well, it can't be the same person because Raymond Fallon died a month ago. Oh, Raymond. So it's not, it can't be that person. So then we cut to a parking garage with two men in a meeting. Um, for the moment, we will call them uh, Baldy and Mustache. <laughs> Baldy and Mustache. Because we don't actually get Mustache's name, but we find out who Baldy is a couple scenes later. Yes, yes, indeed. So Baldy hands Mustache. A briefcase containing not only the necklace, but like documents and other things like that. Mm-hmm. The mustache man offers $100,000 for the necklace. But Baldy's like, no, 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 no. That's worth double. And we see Baldy put the necklace in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Mustache takes the briefcase and he leaves. Yeah. Never to be seen again, unless I'm, unless I'm mistaken. I don't believe we yeah, ever I don't see, think mustache, we ever see again. mustache again. We see another mustache. Yeah. Who's even worse. That mustache, mustache too, kind of a, a grumpy mustache. He definitely is. He's a little snarled. He's got some boogers I, in that mustache. I don't know if I liked him at all. No, not one bit. So Raymond Fallon had a daughter named Grace. And of course, what does Michael do? He's like, oh, I'll, I'll take care of that one. Fe- I'll go see Grace. A female? Because uh, Grace Kit, Fallon. Kit pulls up the picture of Grace. Yeah, do you remember what Michael's comment was? Michael goes... Oh, not bad at all. And Kit's response, I love, goes, I thank you, Michael, but I have a feeling you're not referring to my technical proficiencies. He's like, <laughs> oh, Kit, <laughs> you're right. You're right. I think this woman is hot, and I'm going to bang her. Almost. Now, I have to say that, so a little bit of trivia here. So the actress who plays Grace yeah. is Gina Davis. In uh-huh. her TV acting debut, first thing she'd ever been in in television was this episode. Well, what's her background, then? Theater? I don't know what she. I actually think this might have been like her debut overall. Really? I don't know what her first movie was, and I didn't think to look. When did Beetlejuice come out? Beetlejuice was eighty nine. This was so, eighty three. So, okay, yeah. So I think this might have been it for her. And let, if anyone wants to correct me, please do. But I, I honestly think this might have been. I know it was her television debut. I'm not sure if it was her film debut. Television debut. So, we cut to grace's house because of course michael just goes right up to grace's house oh my god he goes straight there and he meets up with and there's a running gag that we'll get out of the way now there's a running gag with the gardener and kit that happens three times i think it's four three or four times times. so the so the gardener is freaked out that kit keeps doing things independently and he does all these hijinks like at one point he's on a ladder and kit backs up without a driver and he kicks the ladder out and he's stuck hanging from a tree like 20 feet up yeah it's like the comic relief in the episode he keeps cutting the heads off the swans they have like a topiary garden oh my god and he keeps like 
doing the hedge trimmers, and he just slices the head off the no, swan. No, re- real swans. Real swans. Was cutting heads off with hedge trimmers. Freaking bloodbath. Yeah, it was disgusting. Because <laughs> swans are, you know, white. Yes, exactly. But their blood is actually, many people don't know this, their blood is pearlescent. Is it really? It's, uh, Did it's you make like, that up? It's like glitter. Did you make that up? They're just like unicorn birds. Oh, okay. Are you, re- are you for serious? Yeah. Because I want to go kill a swan now. Uh, and they, and they, <laughs> they, they make eggs that are, that are made out of chocolate. Done. Let's go kill a, let's oh go kill boy. a swan. Okay. So Michael immediately, like without fail, she before she even like gets out of the door, he's like, I want to talk about your dad. Okay. She's like, Fine. I, don't, I don't really want to talk about him. He died a month ago. I'm trying not I to. I know. And that's the thing. Like, I would have I appreciated this more if they made it longer, like six months. Right. One month ago. I want to talk about your dad. No, he died a month ago. Okay. You, it's no. pretty fresh. Pretty fresh. As somebody who, within the last month, experienced... Especially, like, her reaction was like, oh, I knew that I was afraid this would start happening. This, Yeah, exactly. Like, so what I, are you talking and about? And I was just saying, yeah, as you said that, like, as somebody who experienced a loss within the last month, it's still pretty real. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm imagining her thinking about this, like, well, I want to talk to you, because, you know, I, I, I refuse to even talk about that part of my dad's life, because she just only knew her dad as her dad. Right. She knew he was a cat burglar. Uh-huh. And didn't want anything, but didn't want to know about that part of his life. And, and so basically, she doesn't let Michael in, but they start walking outside, and he's like, all right, two questions. I just want to ask you two questions. One, did you did you know that whatever place was burglarized last night? Right. And I don't even think he asked her a second question, because he, she immediately starts saying, of course, you think my father did, or whatever, he's dead. Right. This and that. You know, and he's, you know... She she starts getting defensive, like yeah. she's being accused about doing it, like taking up where her father left off, and but she does some weird slip up sort of thing. And you get the sense that this is not the first time that she's had to field these questions, like right. that people are really. She's gotten these questions, like, so are you carrying on your dad? Like, are you doing this now? Is this like like in honor of your you father? Cat burglarizing? Are you cat burglarizing? And she asks. Like, who else would have done that? Who else knew what your father did, and or who else has the skills to 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 pull this off? Right. She says, nobody except one. Me. And that was like, why would she even say that? Right. So, and that's the thing throughout the course of this episode. She's not very good <laughs> about, like, these clues keep popping up and these things that make you believe that she's part of this. Yeah. She doesn't make it very um, easy to... Not believe her. So basically, Michael's like, okay, well, that's good to know. I'll talk to you later, blah, blah, blah. And they leave. he leaves. But he is immediately, like, thinking she's definitely a possible, you know, not a, not a suspect. But, yeah, I guess a suspect. Yeah. Kid asks him, like, you thinking of her? It's like, it's a possibility. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's a possibility that she did all this. It's very possible. And know. so as Michael leaves, we get a quick glimpse of Baldy from earlier. Oh, yeah, Baldy. Turns out Baldy is Grace's butler. Named mm-hmm. Griffin. He's got a very pronounced limp. Specifically Griffin. Not Mr. Griffin or his last name is Griffin. Oh, no. He's just Griffin the butler. Yep. <laughs> My name's Griffin. He's got a thick British accent. He walks with a very pronounced limp. We don't really get a lot of him at this point. We just see him in the background, and it's a quick introduction as Michael leaves. As Michael leaves, he's being watched by um, mustache, bo- <laughs> mustache boogers. Mustache boogers. He's the creeper. We saw. We didn't. We haven't met him yet. But we see that Michael is, or someone is being watched outside of Grace's property. He's being yeah. And this gentleman sitting in in this big like, I don't know, earth earth colored car. 
earth tone yeah, car. That sounds about right. This gigantic land yacht, and he's just sitting there. He's like uh, grumpy, and his mustache <clears throat> is like dripping down the side of his face. So mustache boogers. We think he's going to drive away, but at this point, he just kind of like stays as the camera cuts back to Michael and Kit talking about. Michael now thinks maybe there's a possibility that Grace could be the cat burglar. Yeah. And Kit mentions like, oh, well, clearly it's not her because she was only wearing about $400 worth of jewelry. Hardly something a cat burglar would wear. I know. Kit was like judging her, judging what she was wearing. Wow. What a dink. (laughs) Yeah. He's pretty he's pretty awful. He does it a couple of times, too. Oh, he does. He He starts judging people's uh, judging people's uh, jewelry. Yeah. It's he's just the worst. So Devin calls Michael on the phone to tell him that he found the names of three burglary victims. The guys, three of the three guys who had been burglarized prior, one of which was the owner of the necklace that had been stolen. His name was Maxwell Elliott. Oh, Maxwell Elliott. So what does Michael do? Does he call the authorities? Nope. Nope. He goes right to Elliott's office. He goes directly there. <laughs> and Elliot's on the phone, and his secretary shows Michael in, and Michael just kind of stomps right up to his desk and like waits for him to finish this phone call. Yeah. Like a turd. And Elliot's got a real... Um, I don't even know how to describe his voice. It's very, it's kind of, it's almost like Truman Capote-esque. Okay. It's kind of like high-pitched, lispy, and he's very defensive to Michael. And he's like, listen, and he, he, he finds Maxwell and he asks him directly, like, hey, do you know anything about this robbery? And Maxwell's like, no, mm-hmm. no, no robbery ever mm-hmm. took place in this office. That is, that is not totally at all not what it sounded like. It sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> no robbery took place in this no, office. No robbery took place in this office, Mr. Knight. Is that how he sounds? That's exactly what he sounded like. And so Michael's like, okay, well, if there was no robbery, then show me the necklace. There was a necklace stolen from this office the other night. Show it to me. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, Mr. Knight. Is that, how, is that what he was? Nope, that's not how that's he did it. Him. Look. All right, Mr. Knight. Oh, so he's like Dr. Claw. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So Michael asks to see the necklace, and Elliot goes into the safe, opens it, Provides the necklace. There it is. And there it is. There's the necklace. Now, I believe Maxwell's done for the episode. Yeah, that's it. We never see him again. We never see Maxwell again, right? Yeah, we never see Maxwell again. He went back to his house. He went back to his house? He went back to to Maxwell's house. What are we we doing at Maxwell's house? I don't know. Having a jewelry party? With with (laughs) some coffee? What? I have a problem. He's having coffee. He's at Maxwell's. At Maxwell's house. What's... I got nothing. So, as Michael leaves the building, he has Kit scan the entire building for any signs of a break-in. Okay. It's like it's like a 40-story building. And right. Kit's going to scan it. And he finds on one of the windows, like, the signs of, like, a cable, like, yeah. brushing up against the window with also, he says, that there's abrasive properties around one of the windows that signify the window being broken into. Okay, awesome. All right, Kit. There you go, Kit. And then go there, buddy. Kit proceeds to describe the jewels that were in that case. Yes, he How they were faked, how they're cubic zirconia. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Kit can see several stories up what the specific jewelry is in the room that Michael happens to be in. It's like, okay. And like, yeah. And so Michael brings all this information back to Devin and April, and they're like, oh, but it can't be. It can't be a fake. It's, well, it, it was because Kit's the future. Because Kit said so, <clears throat> damn it. Right, exactly. Kit, Kit said so. 
So these three men are named, so the three men that we heard about earlier are named Elliot, Delbert, and Anderson. And apparently all three of these men have made their money illegally. Elliot, Delbert, and Anderson. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Attorneys at law. Attorneys. (laughs) That does sound like that. Come to the law offices of Elliot, Delbert, and Anderson. We'll protect you. Is that Elliot talking? Sure. Should have a different voice every time. <laughs> so apparently the items in the safe. Now, this got a little muddy for me, uh-huh. this explanation. So from what I gather, the items that were in these the safe were enough to sort of incriminate these men for these illegal activities. Mm-hmm. And Elliot had the fake necklace to basically prove that there was no robbery so that he couldn't be incriminated for any of this illegal activity. Is that okay. is is that about where I kinda? think so? Yeah, since they're all criminals to begin with, they're all be- covering each other. Okay, so that, yeah, whatever. <laughs> sure. Okay, so through that, apparently, they deduce that the cat burglar was either Raymond back from the dead or a very able student. Raymond back for the from the dead. I'm going with the. Un- I'm going. I'm going with, with the, Zombie Ray. <laughs> zombie Ray. Zombre. Zombre. Hello, my Zombre. How, Michael. What? I don't know what I'm talking about. Sorry. You want you want <laughs> literally Michael. my mind just wandered to a really weird place, and I apologize for wasting. I wish time. I went there with you. I want to know what that place is. So as is the Michael case, he goes back to see Grace, who's teaching tennis to um, teenage girls. Uh huh. Asks Grace flat out, like just walks right up to the court and was like, "Hey, do you uh, you recognize the names Delbert Anderson or Elliot? That ring a bell for you? Oh yeah they they were uh, they were the lawyers in my husband's uh, manslaughter case when he backed over that woman." And a walker. Oh, okay. What was the woman's name? I don't know. Miss Frumpy Town? Miss, Miss Frumpy Town Jones? Sure. Okay. <laughs> That's not what she says, Greg. Uh, no, it isn't. So she basically says to Michael, like, oh, yeah, no, I recognize those names. I was um, going through some stuff um, after my dad died. I remember I remember the names, and she, she rattled off two other names that mm-hmm. aren't important yet. I've got them in a notebook. <clears throat> yeah, that's fine. Why don't you come back, and I'll, I'll show you what everything is. And so Michael is really beginning to suspect that Grace might have something to do with this. Because yeah. she's coming up with all the right answers that Michael is trying to kind of pinpoint. Grace, you're just like, you're being so naive if you're innocent. You're just being a turd. She really is. At the same time, Kit radios Michael and is like, Michael, there's a man at the picnic table who's heavily armed. Oh, who and is we it? Cut, we cut away and it's mustache boogers. <laughs> in, his, in his suit. And Michael just like, it's like, I'll be right back. And walks right up to him. Right. Says, hey. Hey, I'd like to talk to you. <laughs> and the guy just pum- pummels him right in the stomach and yeah. runs. Oh, and immediately takes off. Hey, Kit, Kit, buddy, I need, a, I need a hand. I need you to cut that guy off. Yep. So we basically, Kit, like, stops him. He, the guy ends up on Kit's hood, stops him in just enough time, but the man is revealed to be a police lieutenant. Uh-huh. Police lieutenant George Barth Mustache Boogers. <laughs> Barth. George Barth, now, Lieutenant Barth. I did not check the spelling on the credits. Is it Barth? B-A-R-T-H? I believe it's B A R T H. Now, like you can't do that on television. As in, yes. Like, do you think it's his? Do you think it's his brother? Let's go with that. I heard that. Yes, and he talked the same way. <laughs> so let's just go with that. Since the eighties all happened in the same universe, this that is this Bar- is this is Barth from. You can't do that on television's brother. <laughs> he just happens to be a cop. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah. So, Barth. Uh, Barth is convinced that Grace has um, taken up after her father, and he's been apparently chasing 
Raymond, Grace's dad, for like 20 years. Like, the guy's dead. Leave it alone. Well, it's not, it's not over. You're guilty, and I'm going to find it. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you, oh, yeah. mark he's, my words. He's out for blood. He's yeah. just going to follow this family bloodline until they're all but, dead. Like, why, why would he run? Like Michael uh, uh, confronts him, and he punches him in the stomach. Yeah, I know. Why don't you just tell that him what you're make doing? Any sense? Do you think because we never know how Raymond died? Do we think that Barth killed him? <laughs> it's just trying. Oh. To, it's just trying to wipe out the Fallon bloodline. Well, that's interesting because they never explain how Raymond died. Oh, we, we're gonna have to come with some backstory there. So, did Barth kill? I can't even say his name without thinking of the guy. Now, did um? Do you think Raymond maybe fell cat burglarizing? Like he fell to his death. That's, oh, maybe. Why, that's why they had to have a closed a closed coffin. Because he just he liquefied. He smashed. He fell 80 stories. Baff. <laughs> yeah. Turned into paste. Uh, remember Liquid Man from CSI? I do remember Liquid Man from CSI. Sorry. Guys, just a little side note. Greg and I were considering doing all 15 seasons of CSI. No, no, no. It would no. just be the Gil Grissom years. Oh, Gil. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Gil Grissom. So, Grace, back at her house gives the list of these men that she had mentioned to Michael and says that the next person on the list, George Fredericks, is having a society fundraiser. And Grace makes the point that that is the same type of party that her father would have loved to hit. Okay, that's great, Grace. cool. So Michael's like, am I invited to this party? And Grace is like, of course. You know I have a thing for men in three-piece suits. It's like, okay. This is going to get weird. And the next shot is Grace and uh, Michael, uh, Michael in a three-piece suit. Yep. They're arriving at this party. And they run into uh, Molly, who is George Fredericks's um, daughter. Oh, Molly. Molly is like all over Michael, really excited to see Grace. At one point, Michael is at the bar, and I'm this is I'm pissed that he didn't order a beer. He's just it looked like it was just a glass of champagne, yeah, or some mixed. Drink I really I wished tell. he had ordered a beer for himself. Yeah, I would like to have. Do you have a uh, uh, beer? Yeah, uh, uh, bartender, get me your finest beer. Could you do that for me? No. Okay. Um, so Michael says to Grace, like, "Hey, your dad was a cat burglar. How would uh, how how would you think a cat burglar might?" case this place and, and break in and grace very quickly goes oh well over here by the window you can just get in right through the kitchen just through the back door yeah and she's like uh, uh excuse me i have to go powder <clears throat> my nose but she also notices <clears throat> what's her name's coming back um uh, molly molly because molly is like talking too much and just being really weird and all over the place and she's like i gotta go i gotta powder my nose i'll be right back it basically ditches michael still he has to deal with molly and this is the second time though the second sign that we get that there's something not quite there because she's just like after she tells this whole thing about how to break in she's like um sees molly and was like i'm gonna, I'm gonna go powder my nose yeah i'll be by i know <laughs> i interpreted it as she was ditching michael because she didn't want to talk to molly oh okay but i think she used molly as the excuse to leave exactly <clears throat> which was weird it was like, very oh, weird. Was weird so michael of course gets accosted by molly um, who mentions like, oh, don't you love how unconventional Grace can be and all of this? And as they're talking, Kit beeps Michael and it was like, uh, Michael, the burglar alarm was just deactivated from inside the building. I don't know if there's something you want to do about that. And as they're talking together, the lights go out. Of course. And that's, we see, that's how a cat burglar does it. And we it. see a hand come out, grab a, grab a bracelet. Mm-hmm. Lights come back on and Molly's like, ah! And, M- and Michael's like, what, what? And she immediately starts saying, Grace did it. Grace took it. Like, yeah. Immediately turns Super on her. Super accusatory. Absolutely. It's like, how do you know she did it? Who else is going to do it? This and that. This and that. 
and Michael starts looking for Grace and can't find her. Right. Which is very strange. Very, very strange. So we cut back from commercial, and Kit has cornered the cat burglar in one corner of the alley. Mm-hmm. And Barth has somehow showed up, and he just starts opening fire on the cat burglar from the other side of the alley. I know, just like shooting <clears throat> to kill. Like the security guard from earlier, he's just wildly like just putting bullets in the air. Yeah. The cat burglar somehow, I don't. He like just swings over it's, Kit, and so he, it's like Spider Man. There's like yes, ro- that's ropes hanging from all over the place. Basically, Michael tells Kit to block block the bullets from the cat burglar. Michael still wants to catch the cat burglar, right? Doesn't want to <clears throat> kill them. So no. basically, Kit runs interference. Cat burglar disappears, and then in Sergeant Barth McBurger nose snots <laughs> booger mustache booger snatch snotch. <laughs> 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 booger snots comes up and then starts I I screaming like, I at think Michael. I like booger snatch, but because Michael like grabs his arm and stops him from shooting, and you you, you get the impression that this guy would have shot Michael or arrested him, but he doesn't. Right, which I'm surprised. Well, he brings up the point to Michael. He's like, "I want to ask you a question." She's like, "Was Grace there when the lights went out?" And Michael's like, "No, she went to go powder her nose." And Bart's like, "There you go. Okay, there, right. there you go." And that kind of like Michael's just like. Oh shit! Is this like? Is she really? Is yeah. she really what I hope she's not? Because this guy, he's like <clears throat> Barth, is all over it. Like basically, he tells Michael, "You're not a cop. I am." And, but Michael says something good. It's like, "Hey, I have to follow the same laws you do, or you follow the same laws I do. I can't, right. can't go around shooting people." Right. Um. But yeah, then basically, he's like, "So was she there?" Michael's Michael like, ar- "No, well, she wasn't. Well, no, she wasn't. She's." She excused herself, then the lights went out, and I don't know where she is now. Wait, okay, so then Michael makes the, he just was like, oh, he goes back to Grace's house. Grace has had enough time to get home, <laughs> yeah. change, yeah. put on a bathrobe, and then throw her hair up. Right, she took a shower already. And she was like, Michael's like, oh, where the fuck were you? I know, because it's like, and it doesn't seem strange. Like, she ditched him. Right. He's, she's like, basically, well, it got so crazy there, and I, I had to get out, you know, and then I, right. just, I just I drove home. She's like, I was just really afraid that people would start looking at me as if I'm guilty. And I'm like, well, you're not helping your case. Right. You just left. <laughs> You've had enough time to shower, then, like, just get yourself redressed. Oh, redressed? Well, I mean, that, that let's be fair. That silk bathrobe's not going to spend much time on there. That's on there. Because on there. in the very next scene, Grace convinces Michael she's not the cat burglar by making out with him. I know. Because, because why? Because kisses don't lie, David. That's exactly right. I I learned that <laughs> lesson the hard way when I made out with a cat burglar. Oh, really? Yeah. Did, were you even awake? I don't remember if I was or not. So how do you know? Did they take photos? Um, I don't I don't know. I had this weird residue on my lips. <laughs> you, you assume it was a cat burglar. Could have just been a cat. I don't know. You know, I, I that happened to me once. I was sleeping. Yeah. And uh, one of my cats drooled into my mouth. <laughs> It was like purring, and you know they get kind of frothy. Yeah, and they purr, and I was kind of sleeping with my mouth open, huh. and it just kind of went blink. <laughs> just and it was like it was just cold. I was like, oh, what the? Oh. <laughs> so I I woke right up, and I and the cat sitting right on my chest, drooled in my mouth. <laughs> so Michael Michael leaves pretty quickly after Griffin Griffin has reentered the scene. We haven't seen him in a little while. So Kit has been scanning the property around scanning the, the props. The property. And he finds that the car in the far garage shows evidence of having been run very recently and at an mm. incredibly high speed. Because the tires were hot and the exhaust system was very hot. Right. And so Michael's like... Because Kit has infrared. We have to infrared. Yes. Kit, Kit absolutely does. And so Michael can think, well, 
there's no other person to be driving that car than the butler. So he he calmly he gets back out of the car, and I guess I guess Griffin has his own entrance. Does he try to break in, or is you he know just what? knocking? He, he's knocking, but you know what that is? What? That's the Griffin door. <laughs> oh my God, that's great! So Michael goes to the Griffin door <laughs> to, to call on Griffin. Greg, that was amazing. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're if this welcome. episode is a train wreck, please just, you can stop after this. The Griffin door. Um, so he goes back. He's like quietly knocking on the door and Griffin very kindly just like invites Michael in. And Griffin's like, and when, when Michael questions him, like, where were you? Like, were you, he was like, oh, well, I, I, I wasn't at the party. Like, oh my gosh, no, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to that party. And Michael tells him, well, I'm sorry to tell you this, but somebody has been driving your car. Like, oh dear. Don't tell her. I've, I'm somewhat of a midnight nipper. <laughs> a midnight nipper. And he pulls out a, an, un, an undistinguished bottle of some sort of hard alcohol. It looked, I, I want to say I'll give him the benefit. It might be gin. Okay. But let's go with it's Dr. McGillicuddy's. It's Dr. McGillicuddy's peppermint schnapps. Yeah. I, I'm a bit of a midnight nipper. And he's like, and I just, I had to drive home very fast because I didn't want Grace to find out that I was drinking. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and that's the other thing. Like, was he out drinking? I think what he did is he went out to buy drinks. Like yes. he, he bought this little flask. He went out to buy a nipper and then had to get home so that Grace right. wouldn't know that because he, was... he didn't drink a lot out of it. No. So I'm like, I, I, you didn't go out drinking and drive home very quickly. That'd be very irresponsible, irresponsible of you, Griffin. And now, okay, so this is my favorite sight gag in okay. the whole episode. Yes. So after that, Michael's like, "Hey, I just well, were you anywhere around the area where this robbery was at the fundraiser?" And Griffin says, "Oh, good heavens, no! I'm, I'm not into that. I'm, I'm only into certain health foods." And the camera cuts, and he's just like looks down at his bottle of uh-huh. alcohol. Health foods. He's like, I'm only into health foods or healthy uh-huh. foods. And he, uh-huh. the camera cuts to him, and he just like looks at his bottle of alcohol. Uh-huh. And then the camera cuts the camera away. Goes it was away. like I, I laughed way too hard at that moment. <laughs> it was just such a good gag. That's it was just fun. a really fun little sight gag. So Michael proposes the theory that perhaps Raymond isn't dead. Oh, and it's possible that Griffin is not nearly as disabled as everyone thinks he is. Because they say that Griffin got wounded in the war. I can only imagine the Great War. What did they say, 41? Yeah, they said that, but I'm going to say, let's say he got wounded in World War One. Okay. Let's say that he's like... I don't think he's that old. Let's say he's 90 years old. He's <laughs> 140. Yeah, World War One. So... Like, uh, like Judge, uh, whatever, Vulcanizer from... Uh, 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 no, nothing no, but trouble. No idea where you're going with that. I've never seen that movie. Oh my god, that's right. I have to watch it. Yeah, you do. Um, so Michael, of course. So Michael is Michael's outside the some office spying on Griffin. Yeah. So Griffin walks out, puts a puts a parcel in the mailbox, and Michael has Kit do a full body scan on Griffin while he's walking away. Uh, yeah, the little scan that comes up on the screen. Yeah, he's shredded. Oh, he's totally... Did you see how ripped he was he's under totally those? Ripped oh, my without, God. Ripped without skin on that little scan. And so Kit's like, well, Griffin has an injury right here. It's a, clearly an injury on his left leg. And Michael's skin, like, skin. then why is he limping with his right? I was like, okay. That's, all right, yep, Michael. Yep, okay. Great. So Griffin is clearly lying. He's mm-hmm. limping with the wrong leg mm-hmm. where the injury was. So, or, or the, yeah, or the, the story of him was, was wrong and he's just... Yeah. Yeah. There's some inconsistencies there, David. There are. Oh, shocking, Greg. <laughs> what do you mean? So April tells Michael back later that the, the last name on the list is Harold Salem, 
who okay. has apparently just been arrested on a parole violation, but that news will not be public for a couple of days. And so Michael gets it in his head. Well, this would be the perfect time to throw a party because nobody knows Harold Salem. Harold Salem. We can just throw this big party under the guise of it being for him, and maybe they'll be able to flush out the cat burglar this way, but kind of weed out who that is. Oh, right. And so Michael tells Grace that she think, he thinks Griffin's the cat burglar. What? What do you mean? That's impossible. She's like, well, what do you, Michael's like, what do you, look at this. In the past month, he's deposited and withdrawn over $500,000. And Grace is like, mm-hmm. no, no, it can't be him. It can't be him. I'm sorry. It's well, not- that's so funny because he like, he goes to her house and she's swimming. And so, of course, like she's just come out of a swimming pool. Is this and- her house or do you think this belonged to the dad? I don't know. Oh, it's probably her dad's okay. house, but it's her house now. Right. So like, it just the way he's like accosting her and drilling this in, like the man that you, that kind of helped you and raised you probably to some degree is a crook or is a, is a criminal. Right. But he's not, like, letting off. He's just, like, drilling into her after he's accused her of being right, the cat burglar. Now it's too. your butler. Your butler did it. <laughs> the butler did it. The butler always did it. And, in fact, it. I think they said that line in the episode. I think oh, the, the but- butler did it. The butler always does it. So Michael, of course, invites Grace to the party at Harold Salem's house. Um, and if it's he, and Grace is like, well, what if we find out that Griffin's not the cat burglar? And Michael's like, then I'll publicly apologize to him. And Michael's like, unless you're going to warn him. <laughs> right. Then we cut to commercial. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. So Mustache Boogers um, arrives at Grace's house and basically at gunpoint tells Michael to get in so they can have a private conversation. Like, yeah, cost Michael as he's leaving just after he and Grace had that chat. Mustache Boogers is outside. Uh, and like, But pulls in like a banshee, like a bat oh, out yeah. of hell. Oh, absolutely. Like, squ- like, and basically just, yeah, gunpoint tells Michael to get in. We need to have a conversation. And Michael could have just been like, nope. But he gets in anyway. (laughs) Of course he does, because he's Michael. And, of course, he has Kit follow. But, like, we know this guy's a cop already. Right. So he has Michael at gunpoint get into the passenger seat. Like, who are you? such a stupid, such an idiot. So here's the point that we talk about where we actually get a timeline as to how long, how much has elapsed between Michael Knight's appearance, like the first time we see Michael Knight and now. So Barth's whole deal here is to tell Michael that he's run a background check on him, and he says, I can't find anything, I can't find anything about you up until about a year ago. Oh, so there's the date. So in the season, the first season and a quarter, those episodes have been, what are we, episode 28? So yeah. like 27 or 28 episodes, yeah. that's it. It's been one year, yeah, roughly. Gi- I mean, give or take, yeah, a couple weeks Which a month. Which I'm happy to hear because I was, just, I like... Now that I can kind of like put it together, that yeah, man, he's had a lot to do in a year. <laughs> I know, no wonder, but he also has gone on a lot of vacations too. <clears throat> yes, he has 352 weeks. Maybe that's why Devin <laughs> keeps saying no because Michael, no, Michael, it's been a year and you've asked for seven weeks of vacation. <laughs> Son of come on, Michael. Yeah, no. So Kit arrives and basically he like turbo boosts, I don't know where he turbo boosts from. Yeah. But basically ends up in front of where Barth and Michael are. Now, Barth has pulled Michael over in front of, like, a pond. Yeah. And it's Kit's appearance startles Barth just enough for Michael to, like, cold cock him right into the water. I just want to back up a second. The weird thing is, okay, Barth has Michael get out of the, of the passenger seat. But Barth scoots across the front bench seat to get out of the passenger seat. I saw seat that. Also, I noticed that, too. Which doesn't make sense. <laughs> but then holds Michael at gunpoint and it starts explaining things like, you know, you're really getting in my way. Right. This is a problem. I want you to go over there to that bush. And then that's when Kit shows up. Okay. 
What are you and, and distracts it, and Michael basically push, pushes Barth into the pond, and tell and grabs Barth's gun and says, "Basically, you're like you're barking up the wrong tree, or you're a really bad cop, or whatever he says. I don't know. He, I don't know what he says. He's hiding behind a bush in jets. Yeah, but I'm like, why did Barth want Michael to go to that bush? Right? Was he going to shoot him? I, I don't no, know what he nothing was do. happened. Right? Was he going to tie him up? I don't know what he was going to do with him. Nope. Because Kitch shows up. Freaks Barth out, and Michael just like cold cocks him into the pond. Yeah, and that's it. And they disappear, and they leave. Right, and we don't see Barth again until until the climax of the episode. So we're back at Grace's house, and Grace is like hunting for something, and she's looking around the house, and she finally goes behind a painting, and she pulls behind, which was not a very good spot to put this because it's Mm. just dangling there. Dangling. She she pulls out like a leather pouch, and in the leather pouch is the stolen necklace. Yeah. So that now kind of throws that wrench into it, and like you're thinking, like, okay, maybe Grace isn't. The cat burglar, and maybe it is Griffin. Right. You know? But either way, it seems like she knows what's going on. Right. Now, Devin wants to cancel this party because he's scared shitless that it's going to turn the cat burglar into, like, a walking target. The cat burglar. A cat burglar. But he's also really scared because Michael has run up an enormous bill for this party. I know, because Devin has to because pay. they had to get catering, they had to get flowers, they had to get an orchestra. <laughs> That's right, the organ. Devin's like... Do we really need the orchestra? Really? <laughs> yes. It's high society, Devin. We De- have to have a really high-end you know, little party here. So apparently Devin is not only the director, he's also the finance director, because <laughs> he's the one who has to write the checks to oh, pay for all this Poor stuff. Devin. So Michael, when they, before they go into the party, Michael tells Kit, beat me once for Barth, beat me twice if anybody scales the building. You're saying beep. Beep, not beat. Yeah, I was hearing beat. Run me over with one tire. <laughs> Run me over with two. Um, if it's three, hit me with your tailpipe. Um, no, he says beep him. Like, beep him on his phone, on his on his wrist. Oh, man. What'd I just do? inhaled a whole bunch of this pop guard. So, April is at the party, looking looking gorgeous, I, she, I might she add. She is stunning. She, she dresses up very well. April is stunning. She is absolutely stunning. And so she she tells Grace that she and Harold are engaged. Enter Devin Miles as Harold Salem, but but the, scared as shit. I know because he didn't. They didn't work on their backstory at all. Not at all. It, so Devin's like married, like right. like oh. oh he might be a little bit older, but that's okay. You know it's love, right? What's ten or twenty years if you're in love? Right, exactly. So Devin's like yes, of course. And <laughs> so Grace poses the question like, oh, I thought you were in prison. I, that's what I heard. I thought you got arrested, and and Devin is like, "Well, I was paroled for good behavior." <laughs> Excuse me, I have to. He's <laughs> completely pooping. Himself. So, like, why was why was he in prison? There's no backstory. No, to it. he we didn't don't even know. like he didn't even know why he was in prison. Like April literally said in the scene before that he was put in prison for a parole violation. But why was he in for a? Okay, but why was he in there originally? Like, why was he on parole? Smuggling diamonds in his bum. Probably. Who knows? So, uh, mustache boogers arrives because um, uh, I said Keith. Keith, who's Keith? Kit beeps Michael, and he goes, "Oh, there's our friend." But um, at the same time that uh, Michael and April notice that Griffin and Grace have gone missing, they are uh-huh. nowhere to be found at this um, at mm. this party. Hmm. Uh, Kit tells Michael that Barth is actually he's driven past and he's kind of circling wide. He's going he's going around the party. Yeah, so Kit Kit sees Barth in his gigantic Barthmobile. <laughs> the Barthmobile? That's what oh my god, it totally fits. 
This big, like, puke brown Barthmobile. <laughs> I wish they had, like, music for him, like, tuba music. Or, like, the, Benny, the Benny Hill theme song. <laughs> oh, God. No, that's too much. Ah, no, that doesn't work. Um, so the burglar alarm has been deactivated. Uh-huh. Uh, a window has been opened from the inside. Oh. The power goes out. Oh. Immediately comes back on, revealing that April's necklace has been stolen. Oh, my God. What is going to happen now? The cat burglar gets to the roof, and somehow Michael gets there just as quickly. Yeah, but we see this quick scene where there are clearly two, two cat, cat burglars. burglars. <laughs> yes, because Michael sees it, too. He gets to the roof and sees two cat burglars. I know. One disappears, yep. and we get the shot of the eyes of the other one. Looks very distinctly like a female. Uh-huh, and then Michael charges after that one. Tackles this one to the ground, rips the mask off, and reveals that it's Grace. As her gigantic... Gigantic mane of hair pours out from under the ski mask. Reminds me of that episode of MacGyver with the lady who took off the air, her oh the pilot the pilot. Yeah. She pulled like, off the helmet. <laughs> poof! His hair just pours out. So, and this is where we get the Michael's of Michael's change of heart. He immediately assumes that Grace did it to cover for Griffin. Right? Doesn't accost her or accuse her. Well, you accost her because he tackled her to the ground, but yeah. doesn't accuse her and immediately just says, "Oh, well, you." Let's get out of Why here. Why were you doing this to cover for you're, Griffin? You're, you're clearly dressed like this to hide and cover for Griffin, like to, to pretend you're doing it when Griffin's actually doing right. it. Right, but not so fast because they can't leave because Barth is on the roof of a parking garage across the way and he opens fire and drills Grace right in the shoulder. I know. It's like, what? <laughs> Who is this guy? Like, how does he have a, how does he, he have a bad? And he has a crack shot. Yeah. Like from that far away. Nails are boom, but he's still he, shooting to kill, so he missed her. Oh, yeah. He, that's true. <laughs> he missed, that, that's he missed good, what he was aiming that's at, a good but point. he still hit her. So Michael radios to Kit um, and basically says, Kit, you need to get us out of here. And so this was one of my other favorite sequences with Kit going to the – he goes to the roof of the opposite parking garage. Yeah, speeds up. Like, 30 <laughs> times faster. Like, they sped that up faster than I've ever yeah. seen Kit get But this th- – I was a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie. Was, what were you expecting? So this is where I thought the episode title would come in, Kit the Cat. Yep. I thought he was going to shoot a grappling hook up the side of the building and pull himself <gasps> up. That would have been so much better. And I know, and he didn't. Oh my god, I wish. Like he pull uh, that'd be awesome. Grappling hook up the building. He pulls himself halfway up and when he's almost at the top, he turbo boosts. Boom, and he's right up and no. uh, but he, they didn't do it. That would have been better. I know. I mean, this was still fun to watch Kit turbo boost from building to building. I know, he and was then launching back again. Yeah. <laughs> And right. so, yeah, so that's what he does. He gets to the roof of the building, turbo boosts to Michael's roof, turns around, turbo boosts back to the other roof, corners Barth uh-huh. on the roof. Michael arrests him? Can yeah. He, is with, it like, does he make a citizen's arrest? He doesn't like, what say he? anything. He punches him and then has handcuffs that he pulled out of somewhere. Either they're, they're Barth's own handcuffs. I would imagine they're probably Or Michael Barth's just, handcuffs. you know, kind of like produced them from someplace. Right. And that's that's all we know about Barth. That's it. Done. Over. Barth is getting arrested for attempted murder. What we didn't see is that Michael kind of looked around and just pitched him over the side of the parking garage. Right as they cut, you see Michael like, <laughs> yeah. whoa, I'm sorry. I don't know what and happened then, And then the next scene that they also cut as they're leaving the parking garage, like Michael's going through the gate, and then you hear like, thunk, thunk, because they're driving over the body of Barth. <laughs> that would have been such a better ending than this. I know. So this is where, now I'm loving the episode up to this point. This is where I just, I wish that it had... It would have been a little differently. So the story is is that Raymond, before he died, gave Griffin a list of people who deserved to be robbed. And all the money that was stolen 
up to this point because Griffin can't keep the money. Yeah. All that money that Griffin had stolen because Raymond had told him to has been given to charity mm-hmm. because, of course, it does. Yeah. Um, and so Griffin is basically preparing to be arrested because he's robbed all these people. Yeah, but also, you know, Grace was covering for him. Right. She, I, I, I don't know if she knew the whole time, but I can only assume that she knew the whole time. So you would assume, so Griffin gets arrested for burglary, and, 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 and um, Grace, I feel like she needs to be at least charged with accessories. Well, she, I, you know what, I honestly think she only found out when she found the jewels in Griffin's part of the house. Okay. I'm going to say that. Okay. So... As Griffin is getting ready to be arrested, Michael's like, well, you know, it's really too bad that we never caught that cat burglar. It's just really unfortunate that that had to happen. Oh, Mr. Knight, thank you. And everyone just, like, smiles. Michael and Grace make out again, and Michael drives away. There you go. And scene. the end of the episode. Again, I think the episode could have been, the ending could have been stronger. Yes. For sure. However, up to that point. I had a blast watching it. I think it was great. Mustache Buggers was stupid. Oh, but he was just grungy enough that I couldn't help but be like, "This guy's an idiot." Like, but I there love was watching no him. need to have him in there. Nope. There were a lot of weird characters that didn't need to be in there. Like that whole bit at the beginning with um, Griffin and the mustache guy exchanging <laughs> the briefcases. Like that didn't need to happen. You didn't. Well, need to I see think that. it was to establish that Griffin was. I suppose I get it, but but he also didn't need to. You no. didn't need to do that at all. Right. The whole thing with Maxwell, I thought that was... I, I thought there might have been a better way to... to Again, yeah. Because he disappears 10 yeah. minutes into the episode. All his all characters on the side are gone. The person that had the biggest, you know, long-running thing was the gardener that Kit kept interacting with. Yeah. Chopping the head he off of the He was the only swans. recurring character in this episode. So I'm going to land on a red turtleneck. Wow. With a turbo boost. You really? I'm going to give it a four and a half. I really liked this episode. In fact, it might be in my top for the season so far. Yeah. Um, I really did like this episode. And I, right. I, I, can, I can fault it for the ending and for some of those other things, but I genuinely enjoyed watching almost everything that was yeah. happening on that episode. Okay. So, abso- so absolutely. I'm going to kind of reach the same point, but at another direction. I would give it a Trans Am. Is that a five? Oh, I yeah, know what you're going to do. But I'm going to give it a, an Alpha Circuit. <laughs> Dare I say maybe two alpha circuits to bring it back to a to a turtleneck? No, no. Trans Am and two alpha circuits brings that, it to a four. That's right, right. Yeah, okay, right. So you're laying so, at a four. Basically, yeah. I'm demoting it because they absolutely should have had Kit climbing the side of the building. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's that. That would have been it. You would have had a top notch episode if Kit was actually a cat burglar. And that's the thing. That's where the title comes in. In the end, Kit says, Michael, I think I came up for a new name for myself. Like, right. what? Kit the Cat. Okay. Okay. Okay, Kit. Cool. Thanks. Good. Let's go get some burgers. Right, exactly. And, and we'll get a, we'll a six-pack of beer. I didn't come up with any who's more likely questions. Do we want to come up with them on the fly right now? Yes, let's do it. All right, here we go. All right, Greg, you go first. What do you got? Okay, all right. Um... Who's more likely to forget the combination to their own safe, Devin or Michael? <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, so I, I think the obvious answer should be Michael. Okay. But I think that Devin is so overconfident that he knows everything <laughs> that it's just one of those things where like he just puts all this stuff in his brain, yep. and then every once in a while just this little bit of information just... 
pops right Damn out. Damn it. Or, or like you, you always come in like to a scene where Michael like comes into Devin's office. He's Devin's always fidgeting with his safe. That would be funny. Like he can just he's always forgetting it. And he's always it's yeah. not like you can reset your password with a safe combination. So I think the trick is, is that Michael will always have kit because yeah. he can just be like, ah, oh, kit. Was my combination. <laughs> and Kit can well because we know Kit can just unlock shit for himself. Like he right. doesn't need. I I think Devin would just be so confident that everything he has is in his mind. Yeah. That little piece of information he always keeps forgetting. Do you think? Do you think that in the middle of the night Devin would quietly call Kit on the video phone and ask him to open his safe again? Yes, he's hiding under his covers. Um, ah, uh, Kit, Kit, I I forgot my combination again. De- De- Devin, no, I'm not going to help you again. I'm not. You're gonna have to figure this one out for yourself. Yeah, and of course Devin. he's gonna have that combination that's ridiculous, like one, two, three. Yeah, <laughs> but he still he still can't remember it. Exactly. Oh yeah, one, two, three on a safe dial. That would be such a pain in the butt. <laughs> I know it would, but it would so be Devin to do that. That's true. Um, all right, we both agreeing that Devin is the one to forget it. Yes. Okay. Now mine's really stupid. I'm into it. Who is more likely to dress up like themselves for Halloween? <laughs> Michael or Kit? I don't even know how to answer this. Who would dress up as themselves? <laughs> like if like somebody sees Michael walking down the street and be like, "Oh, and who are you for Halloween?" And he's like, "I'm, I'm Michael Knight. I'm, Mike, I'm Michael Knight. And this is Kit. He's dressed up like Kit." Or do you think they try to dress up as each other? <laughs> like Kit puts on a big wig, and Michael wears like a cardboard box. Come here for a second. Guys, there's been somebody in the ho- in the room with us for a minute, and it's my, 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 my oldest daughter, Lucy. Lucy, I have a question for you. Um, who is more likely to dress up like themselves for Halloween, Michael or Kit? Who is it? Who's more likely to dress up like themselves? Michael. Michael? Wow, that was a really fast answer. Very determined. Michael. So Lucy thinks Michael is more likely to dress up like himself. Okay. Uh, I think Michael is the one to do it because Michael yeah. loves candy. <laughs> Oh my god, there it is! Michael loves candy! Kit doesn't have a mouth. Michael loves candy and he just wants candy, so he's going to try to get it any way he can. Oh, and who are you? Uh, well, I'm Michael Knight. Oh, okay. Can I have some candy, sir? How old are you? You look like a 40-year-old man. I'm 16. I was actually born earlier this year. That's right. I'm actually only about a year and a half old, if, if, if you believe that. See, I was shot in the face in a prior life and I woke up with a new face, so really this new life was only about a year and a half old. Please get off my porch, sir. Could, could you just give me, like, one Tootsie Roll? Get, get out of here. What, what's, what are the kids not like? The Whoppers? Could you just give me a Whopper? Can I get a Whopper? Okay, I'll give you some Whoppers and a, and a bazooka bubble gum. Do you happen to have any hobos back there? <laughs> my, 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 car, my car needs to fuel up. <laughs> Michael and Devin, there we go. We got it. So Michael and Devin, those are good ones. Yeah. Um, all right, Greg, you want to hear what's coming up next week? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Next week is Season 2, Episode 8, Custom Kit. After huh. Devin, of course he does. After Devin loses a friend's valuable classic car in a hit and run robbery, Michael and Kit follow the trail to a custom car show, and Kit becomes the bait in Michael's plan to trap the thieves. Okay, <laughs> I'm all in for it. I love I'm all it. in for it. All right, guys. It. So. That's going to wrap it up this week. If you want to find us on any form of social media, I think the best way to do that is to go to our website, uh, champacline.com. That's C-I-A-M-P-A-K-L-E-I-N.com. Dot com. Uh, you can find all the links to our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook, our email. You can call our hotline, 207-835-1954. Uh, we, haven't got a, we haven't gotten any calls in a while, so uh, please please consider giving us a call there. 
And of course, as usual, the best way for us to be seen and heard by other listeners is to leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. We would love it if you could do that. Greg? Devon. Do you have any closing thoughts before we say goodnight? This was a fun one, though odd. It was and very I, odd, but I'm, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. All right, guys. So for the Night Rider years this week, I am Barth's pukey convertible. Oh man, I'm Barth. I'm the Barthmobile. All right, guys. Have a fantastic week. There's no reason for increased volume. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.